the St. Louis Wedding Podcast, helping you plan the best wedding in the St. Louis area. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. This is Chris McMahon from McMusic Events, and today's guest is Cindy Scott from Two Rooster Artistry. And Cindy has got a very unique uh, title or service, I guess, if you want to call it that, that she does for uh, wedding couples, and I'm going to let her explain it to you. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Cindy. Hi, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. I love this whole concept and getting the word out about interesting services and all kinds of vendors to different couples. So thanks so much. I appreciate it. Oh, not a a problem at all. So tell us about Two Rooster Artistry. Tell us what it is. Yeah, Two Rooster Artistry is on-site event and wedding painting. So I show up and I paint the party as it happens in a nutshell. And how long have you been in business? Um, I think this is probably going on four years. That first year, and maybe jumping ahead in the conversation here, but that that very first gig, um, I had never heard of on-site event painting, and somebody had approached me about it. I thought they were crazy. I didn't think it was possible, and uh, to paint something, you know, while it's happening and have it be done by the end of the event. But but it was. But that first event that I did was about four years ago, I believe. Um, those first few months, though, I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to get some practice. I was setting up, you know, in the alleyway downtown, I knew some shop owners that would have little events and, and be open to me setting and painting their customers in the activity. Um, you know, so those first few months, I'm not sure if I really want to count those or not, but it, it, there was definitely some self-education going on and working to figure out really what this was. So and the how, first, first event how, was officially probably four years ago, though. And how did you get started? I mean, what made you decide like, oh, I just want to set up a canvas and an easel and start painting events? Exactly. Most artists are not bent that way. So most artists, and myself included, up until now, I would, um, you know, kind of hide out while I was creating. I didn't want anybody critiquing before I felt like it was officially done. Um, Input, you know, we're always kind of sensitive to other people's input. And I... uh, you know, that's how I typically worked. Um, I had done some creative work in somebody's home, though, a family that had trusted me for different projects for several years. They travel crazy places, they come home with crazy ideas, and they want to recreate a lot of times what they've seen on their travels in their home. Almost every idea that came, you know, from those trips, I would also say to them, you guys are crazy, that doesn't really belong in a house, that's maybe in a commercial space, or like a lobby of a cool building or something. But they would fight for it. We would figure out some details, and sure enough, they would make it work in their house. It was amazing. So just forward thinkers, and um, you know they have the resources to make some things happen. So he has a financial business here in town. He's an investment guy, and uh, was having a customer appreciation lunch. He wanted something painted on site while people were lunching. Um, he had another person there presenting about her book, and then he wanted something visual for his guests and clients too watch um that's where i came in and i didn't think it was possible but like i said that first one at lunch i mean if people have the time you know it's maybe 90 minutes or a couple of hours um but that was the first one and it worked so now are you formerly trained as an artist or is it just kind of a natural talent that you've been gifted with i guess both is the answer to that question i've always done art um 
you know, and always been encouraged to create. Uh, my parents were both creatives. My mom did interior decorating for people's homes and, um, you know, just kind of on the side. <coughs> so sorry. Edit. Sure. Um, my mom did interior decorating for friends and, and holiday seasonal decorating and um, when people were hosting little lunches or events or whatever. So she was, she's always been super creative and did lots of crafts, always had crafts out on the kitchen table. So we had access to lots of projects all the time. My dad was a woodworker. He would build instruments and furniture often from plans. He played music by ear. Um, so just supernaturally creative and divinely gifted. So I've always been around it and um, always had opportunity to make things and always been encouraged to make things. My degree is in art education. So honestly, I picked that degree area because it was kind of a sampling platter. <laughs> I couldn't decide on painting or drawing or sculpting or fiber arts. I loved them all. And if you are a teacher of art, you need to know a little bit about everything that you are teaching your, your class. Um, it actually worked out really well because I have a lot of different hobbies and a lot of different projects that I can do for myself or for people. And I've got some formal education in a little bit of all those things. So you come to someone's wedding or reception or other events, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. And they want you to be a live artist at their event, their wedding, right. let's say, because that's who our, our listeners are. Right. Um, how is it you decide what it is that you'll paint? Is it something that you work with the client on of deciding, oh, the ceremony might be better or the reception might be better? Um, you know, I see on your site, you've got several examples of, of your work. And I mean, it was pretty easy to pick out like, oh, I, I know that venue. It was just, you did an awesome Good. job of capturing the Oh, room. thank you so much. <laughs> and, but some of your samples on your, your site are from the wedding ceremony. Others are from the reception. And uh, I see that some of the reception pieces are of the couple's first dance and others are of the cake cutting. You know, how it is, how is it that you decide what you'll paint? Right. That's a great question. And I want couples to know that they are in, invited to direct as much of this as they would like. Um, I kind of look to them really as the designers and then I show up and I just execute whatever their vision is. Um, so sometimes it's the ceremony that's more special to them. Maybe they're getting married in a place where their grandparents or other family members have gotten married. Maybe it's where they attend weekly services and that's special to them for that reason. Um, so the ceremony, and typically the ceremony painting is a little more formal. It's a little more visually balanced. You know, it's usually the couple at the altar, sometimes the first kiss, sometimes just looking at each other while they're exchanging vows. Sometimes it's after they're officially pronounced officially married and they are marching back up the aisle and their guests are all cheering and celebrating them on. Um, so sometimes that's the one that they pick. Um, other couples pick the reception. It's a little bit more of a lively painting, a lot of activity going on and they decide if they want the cake cutting or the first dance. Um, some people have talked about when they enter their reception and that moment when everybody's kind of cheering them on and they're just, you know, yay, here we are officially, you know, ready to get down. Sure. <laughs> So it's really up to the couple. Some people are opting for two canvases, one of them done during the ceremony, and then usually those are a little bit smaller, and then the second canvas done during the reception. Um, so they've got their start on their own personal gallery wall. So unlike a photographer that can capture that very instantaneous moment, you know, that split second in time, 
how do you, you know, take what's happening over an extended period of time, like throughout a reception, how do you kind of take that and put that all in just one single picture? Um, you know, do you like take us like, like you just mentioned, it could be their first kiss. Are you taking a picture on your camera or something at the ceremony and then being able to refer to that throughout, you know, your painting process? Yep. Ceremonies are quicker than the receptions, of course. Um, a lot of times they say ceremonies are a few minutes. (laughs) Um, and so I, and it depends too, like for the ceremony, some of these buildings are historic buildings and, um, you know, they, would not allow an artist there with paint to be working on site. Think you're going to spill it or something. Right. So, um, you know, if it's allowed, I'm there an hour or two before guests show up and I'm getting the background of the space in place, the beautiful architecture, you know, the angle's all right. And then I paint as much as I can during that time. And then I complete it usually at the reception or the gap of time in between the ceremony and the reception. Um, but yes, during the, if I'm there to paint the wedding ceremony, I always do take pictures. There's certain moments that I don't want to forget. There's a look between the couple, you know, that I don't want to forget. Um, you know, and then there's people in the audience, you know, maybe there's a little kid that's acting out or there's grandparents they are looking at each other and they're so proud of their grandkids. But um, so I always do take pictures. Yes. And if something were to happen, you know, if, if I, fall sick or if something were to happen and I would need to finish it later from photos. I do want to have that as kind of backup insurance. At the reception, um, a lot more of it is done from what I see on site. So, you know, I I, I also, for for the reception, I get there an hour or two before guests show up. And in that amount of time, I'm getting all of the venue painted and the furniture and the decor as much of it as I can. And as guests show up, I keep painting as I see them. So, you know, there's early bird guests that are getting there and just starting to mingle and mix with each other and hug each other, greet each other, handshakes, whatever, catch up with each other. And then they're grabbing a drink from the bar. They're maybe finding their seats. All of that is part of the initial stages of the party. And then, you know, the couple shows up and there's lots of cheers, lots of toasts and celebration and raising a glass and um, people sitting down to eat and, and another toast. Um, So all those elements, I'm painting them as I see them. Some of those key moments, though, the bride and groom, the newlyweds get the most details. So I do stop and get pictures of them because I don't want to miss a glance or I don't want to miss, you know, the way that they look at each other as newlyweds or hold each other or grab each other or, um, you know, just that, that chemistry between them is so special and so new. And that's what everybody's there to celebrate. So I want to make sure that I get the most detail and the accurate energy between them. But I just think it's so cool that you're able to take different elements of different parts of the evening, like you just said, the toast or the cake or whatever, and you kind of combine all of those, you know, into a, a single painting. Uh, again, I was looking at your site and some of the pictures on there, and I, like one of them I noticed it looked like an elderly lady in a wheelchair. And I'm like, oh, that's probably grandma or somebody like that. Um, you know, how is it you decide who you'll put in the pick? Um, do you ask them to point out parents or grandparents or whatever? Because, or, you know, I, I even noticed in one of the paintings, a couple of bridesmaids. So they can always reflect back to that and say, oh, there's Grandma Joan or there's Stacy, the bridesmaid or whatever. How do you right. decide who gets put in? 
Yeah, a lot of that, again, is up to the couple. Um, you know, if, if they want to point out those people to me ahead of time, they're welcome to. Sometimes they send me pictures of people ahead of time, and I make sure that I watch for them in the crowd. Um, other times I can usually pick out who's who, you know, the close family and the, the people that are seated together at certain tables. Um, and actually people, um, you know, maybe there's a loved one no longer living, but of course that person would be there if at all possible. So a lot of times a couple says, hey, you know, we just lost so-and-so recently, and could you paint them in somehow? You know, or a symbol of that person. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's a really, really great way, super unique way to, I mean, personalize your painting and make sure that really your family is still all there intact to celebrate you. Now, what size are the paintings that you do? I know that you mentioned a second ago that ceremonies are usually a little smaller. Uh, what what size do you normally do when you're doing your paintings? Well, if I'm doing the ceremony and the reception, both those canvases are usually smaller, so they can both be done by the end of the night. Um, but a ceremony painting can be huge, you know, if it's just the ceremony that I'm painting. So the most common size is 24 by 36. And, um, you know, some people are choosing a little bit smaller, 20 by 24, 16 by 20. Some people are going as big as 36 by 48. I've done a 48 by 60, I believe, on site for, for a different corporate event. Um, but, you know, a wedding, that would be awesome, too, to just really capture everything that's going on for you. Sure. How long does it normally take you to, to do a, a painting when you're at a wedding? That's a great question, too. I like usually about six to eight hours. After that amount of time, I'm usually spent, you know, and done. And usually at that amount of, after that amount of time, I have... Um, gotten the highlights on canvas. So um, got a little bit of representation of everything that's going on and, um, you know, making sure that it all flows together. I've got enough detail on, you know, the dozen or so people, if the bride and groom do request that, the newlyweds, of course, get the most detail and then close family members of the bridal party. Um, after usually about six hours on those 24 by 36s, they're done and ready to hand over to someone. Um, the bigger ones take a couple of hours extra. Now, do you normally, um, like you just mentioned, uh, you normally hand the paintings over to the bride and groom or the couple, I should say, at the end of the evening, or is it something that you will take back and kind of polish it, you know, with a, a few extra little minor details and then either deliver or ship to them later? Yep. Usually they're done on site. I mean, usually they are done really all on site and, and, you know, ready to hand over to someone at the end of the night. So um, that's, that's the goal always. And I just kind of pace myself throughout the evening and making sure that I'm getting all the elements that you have put so much time into to pick to make your day so special. The cake has a reason that you picked that design. You know, the florals, there's a reason that you picked the colors and textures and the heights of the centerpieces. Uh, the table linens, I mean, there's reasons that maybe pick something glitzy and beautiful lush linens or chair covers or not. All those things are elements that you have thought about and dreamed about and forked over some money for. So, you know, they deserve a place visually in your wedding painting to really tell the story of your celebration. You know, I, I, I scan the room constantly, making sure that I'm getting a little bit of everything. The way that um, some of the entertainment professionals are doing um, the light projecting the initials of the couple or a monogram. The way that I paint things on the canvas as well, 
may not exactly match like what the room looks like because I'm trying to get a little bit of everything on there for you. I might rearrange things on canvas so that they look a little bit better or so that they all fit in a certain way. Something you just mentioned there, you kind of take different parts of the room and so forth and you might need to rearrange them so they kind of fit on the canvas, but yet it still captures because, you know, some of the pictures you've got on your site, obviously you're not necessarily getting a completely rectangular room or the, you know, the true aspect or whatever, but it's so that you can capture the different parts. Um, Have you ever painted yourself in a canvas, you know, doing like, hey, I was there too, and I'm over here in the corner. Yeah, no, I have not, but a couple of people have said, you know how to paint yourself, and they're painting the room, and it's one of those crazy infinity paintings that goes on and on and on. Right. No, I have not. I try to make it so much about the piece of art. I want to fade into a corner somewhere. Sure. Um, now, you're normally, you're normally in a corner, and I assume that, you know, you are fine with guests coming over and, and watching you, you know, create this thing as the evening goes along. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. It's, it's cool because this fills part of the entertainment budget. Um, you know, it's something else for people to do while they're waiting in, in line for a drink at the bar or they're waiting for the next thing to happen. They're waiting for dinner to be served or their table hasn't been served yet or they're waiting for the cake cutting. You know, as people are kind of milling around, it's just another element of your event that kind of heightens that whole entertainment piece. So they come or over for those guys that don't dance, they have something to come over and watch. Exactly, right. Or grandparents that, you know, they want to leave, you know, by the time things get too loud and crazy, but they still want to be part of it. And they want to see everything that's going on. So they'll come and hang out. And honestly, some of the conversations I have with them are the most, ah, gosh, the best fuel for me to finish <laughs> on time. I take a break from the canvas. I have a human to human interaction. <clears throat> We're talking. They're asking me super genuine questions. They may have a story about something creative that they tried in their younger days. And then I get back to work, and it's like, oh, all kinds of solutions are solved. You know, all kinds of answers come to me after those conversations. It's pretty cool. Well, sometimes they can kind of give you some of that background info to kind of help bring that emotion, uh, you know, that you might not normally have thought about when you're Absolutely. painting some of these people. Right. Absolutely. So they, they have stories about, you know, their grandkids that are now married. And, and I try to infuse all of that somehow into the canvas because all of that tells your story. Um, it's my hope that all of that is told. It's like a visual legacy instantly that you can see all at once somehow. Um, you know, and then the, I, I'm so flattered, too, that couples tell me later if there's any kind of follow up or any other kind of conversation they tell me, oh my gosh, we keep seeing more things. You know, the more that we look at our painting, we keep seeing so-and-so. And, And, you know, it's, it's, I'm just honored that that's some of the feedback I get. That's cool. Now you said a while ago that you usually get to a venue and a couple of hours early and start painting, you know, the venue and the the chairs or the furniture, things like that. Do you sketch that out first or are you painting it freehand? I just paint. (laughs) I show up with the canvas wrapped and, you know, fresh from my supplier bragger because i can't even i can't draw a circle <laughs> and you're you're doing this for i give you credit like well, i said I, yeah i mean i i i get just so fired up you know i mean there's several things there that are working i mean i've had some great practice i've been so fortunate to work with some amazing people visionaries like i've said they've trusted me with their most intimate moments and celebrations and 
you know, I get there and I'm nervous. Every single event I'm nervous about. I've got butterflies in my stomach and am I going to do what I've been asked to do and am I going to make it, you know, pleasing to the end recipient? And I'm just like visually freaking out on almost every single one just because taking in the space and the way it's decorated and dressed for the event, you know, and then all these little, I mean, the vendors all putting their finishing touches on things as I'm starting to get to work and they're on their way out. And that's when I start to really get busy on, on my, on my job. So um, it's that energy, I think, you know, it's just, it just fuels me and I just take a deep breath and just go for it. Early in my DJ career, one of my mentors had told me, um, because I had talked about how, you know, I'm nervous, you know, and I've been doing this for 23 years. And oh, wow, yeah. he, he said, if you're not nervous, you don't care. And being nervous yeah. shows that you care about that event. I've heard that too. Like <laughs> you say, you, you want to make sure you do it right. And um, so that's Absolutely. a good thing that you, you still stay nervous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what are some things that couples need to consider if they're thinking about wanting to have a live artist at their wedding or, or reception? A lot of art, a lot of, I'm sorry, a lot of couples are looking for something that's new and different in the wedding world. Um, so if you're working with a planner, um, you know, chances are I've reached out to that planner, I've reached out to lots of different venues. And so my colleagues are saying, oh, there's this new thing that, you know, is going to make your event stand out. Um, placement of, I don't need a lot of space. Usually it's, I say like a four foot by four foot area or so, just enough for like a bar stool, cocktail table, and my easel. That's about it. Um, you had mentioned too that a lot of times I am in a corner to get a good span of the room. There have been a few events where they want more attention on the event pager. So I've been on a little stage or I've been in the middle of the room. Um, there's been a couple where there's a spotlight on what's going on, on me and the canvas, um, so that it is definitely another level of the entertainment part. And, and guests then are invited to really come and surround and see what's going on. So placement maybe in your venue uh, while the party's going on around you, making sure that there's room for the event painter. Um, budget as well, you know, just making sure that you've got space in this. It's again, such an honor. Some people are contacting me and saying, hey, we're looking at this date and this date and this date. You know, when are you available? So availability, you know, I guess I should probably, that should be the first part of that answer is checking with me on dates. You know, if you know that you want your event painted, um, you know, right now this is a relatively new thing and I don't know many other event painters. And um, so if you know that you want your event painted, check with me on your dates for sure early, you know, I would love to be there for you. If possible, I do double book. If I can do a ceremony that maybe happens earlier in the day and then a reception happens later in the night for a different client, I'm happy to do that. Um, you know, Friday weddings and Sunday weddings during the week events and weddings, happy to do those as well. And some people are opting to do that, you know, get married on typical or non-typical off dates, I guess. So How far in advance are couples booking you right now? Um, I've got a, a uh, conversation going with somebody for October of 2020. So, so far that's the, the furthest out. And, um, and that caught me off guard too. You know, when I was very new at this, I would work an event. Somebody would talk to me about their wedding happening in the next couple of months and the calendar just actually started to fill up. And now, you know, now that's changing a little bit, year and a half, couple of years out. 
Sure. Well, and because you've got one of those unique services, and like you said a while ago, that um, those are types of things that couples are adding to their events because they do want to make them unique. You know, the, the chocolate fountain has gone by the wayside. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, people still have photo booths, but you see those all the time. Uh, right. And so couples are always looking for that, that spark or that wow factor that right. their, their guests are going to walk in and like, we've never seen that before. Uh, right. you've, you've got one of those services. And so, you know, couples listening to this, if it's something that you think you might want to add, start having those conversations now because, you know, in this case, Cindy can only do so many. Um, and so, you know, you want to make sure that you can get her uh, reserved pretty quickly. So right. this is, this is a silly question, Cindy, because again, I'm not an artist. I love these, these silly questions. <laughs> like I, I told you, that. I can't draw a straight line, <laughs> but, um, is there, so like, what do you paint with? Uh, is it acrylic or watercolor? And then, you know, is there something that you preserve the painting with, or do you tell the bride and groom to preserve it? You know, because yep. this is probably going to be a piece of work that they display in their home. And, you know, is there issues that they need to be aware of as far as if it's going to be in a sunny room, does sunlight make it fade or anything, you know? Sure, sure. About All the, great questions, you know, for, for a somewhat of an investment like this, definitely. And a, and a keepsake that you hope it does stay around for a few generations. Um, it's a cotton stretched canvas. It comes primed and I just paint with acrylic paint. So it's a heavier body paint. I can build up layers, it dries faster, it's water-based. Um, you know, I'm working quickly. So I've considered working with foils, but there's so much, it gets muddy and, and there's so much dry time that's needed. Um, acrylic water-based paint, so that way I'm not, um, clogging up your sinks and <laughs> clean up is so much easier, you know, with the venue for sure. And um, acrylic paint, like I said, is basically what you have on your walls in your home. It's a heavier body. Um, it dries to a semi-flexible plastic type finish. And, um, you know, if it does get dust on it as it's hanging in your space, in your home, it can just be kind of wiped out with like a microfiber towel. It will not fade in the, you know, I don't know that I would really put it in a place that gets direct sunlight. That's, even wall paint can fade and change colors, you know, if, it, if it's like that. But um, I mean, usually it's it's good to go. And it's got a, it, it kind of has its own, like, protective shell on it, just the way that it, it dries and the amount of layers of the paint that I've got on it. It's it's usually good to go. I don't do anything with framing. Um, I was going to ask you about framing. Do you suggest couples frame the photo, the not the photo, Gosh. sorry, the pictures, or, <laughs> or do yeah. you, you suggest they leave them, you know, just by themselves? Yeah, that's such a personal preference too. I typically paint on what's considered a deep profile canvas, so it has a depth of like a one and a half inch or two inch depth. The painting continues onto those deep edges, so it's in a way kind of more of a simple or contemporary look maybe. Um, and it's ready to go. You put a wire on the back or a sawtooth hanger, whatever your preference is, and it's ready to hang on the wall. Um, some people know that as a gallery wrap. You know, the people that take photos from their phone and they submit it to whatever online service or whatever they, they want to use, that gallery wrap is kind of what, what they're choosing if, if they choose a canvas, like what I'm talking about. But the painting itself continues on to those edges. If somebody wants to frame it later on, you know, they, they could. Um, but that, I, I just don't want to give a brand new couple something they're going to have to go invest a few hundred dollars in to frame before they even hang it on their wall and feel like it's a finished piece of art. Cindy, you had mentioned 
earlier in our conversation about budget, that this is something that couples would need to consider putting in their budget. And, you know, you've used the word investment. You know, this isn't something that is just, you know, cheap and that anybody can have um, because, you know, of your expertise and, and the types of service it is. Can you give us a, a just a ballpark type of price range um, that couples should expect to include uh, in their sure. budget if they want to have a live artist? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, those bigger canvases obviously are going to be more of an investment. It's actually kind of a physical workout <laughs> when I've got a canvas that's huge. I'm like stretching to reach all the different angles and corners and stuff. I'm bouncing back and forth, like one area of the canvas dry while I go and work on a separate spot and come back and keep adding layers of activity on the canvas. Um, but Wait, the, not the, to cut you off, but you just made a light bulb go off. So that's why I see when artists paint, they're not like painting just one side and then working all the way across. They're bouncing all over it. It's because they need to let that area dry. Yeah, I am. Wow. I mean, you know, okay. I, I'm getting all these different elements and all these different areas done and I, I'm working fast. And so uh -huh. yeah, those, those bigger canvases are, are kind of a workout and they're more of an investment. You know, you can expect to spend up to a few thousand dollars possibly. Um, smaller canvases are a little bit less investment. Believe it or not, the amount of paint that's used is different. Um, it's a totally different pace that I'm working at. Um, it's a little, I don't know. I don't know that you can really tell a difference when you're looking at my website. Um, in the caption, you should see the size of the canvas that the image is, the finished image was. Um, and I'm not sure that you could tell from each image if it was a 16 by 20 canvas or if it was a 36 by 48 canvas. I try to get I like a full canvas personally, and that's again up to the client. If they decide that they want more of a few single moments captured instead of a little bit of everything going on in the party, that's totally up to the client. Um, you know, but smaller canvases do cost quite a bit less. Um, if your event or wedding has passed, but you still love this concept and you've got some pictures for me to work from, I'm happy to do that, and that's a little bit less of an investment as well. You know, you can expect to spend a few hundred dollars, again, depending on the size of the canvas. Um, it's, it really is all over the place, and it kind of depends on what you are wanting and how you end up, you know, wanting to hang your finished pieces. Okay. And you had also talked about that you do this outside of weddings, too. So if any of our listeners, you know, have a business or something like that, they can always commission you to come in and, and paint something for their business. But like you said, you did a luncheon earlier. Uh, also, right. on, on your site, you, um, in addition with that commissioned work, you if someone, let's say, maybe isn't able to have you come and do their wedding, you know, for a variety of reasons, uh, you also have the ability to paint a piece from a photo they send you. Uh, I see on your site, you've got a picture of uh, uh, an, a couple that's getting engaged on a beach. And yeah. um, if you hover over that picture, it says that it was a, a gift from their friends. Right. How cool is that, that they, right. they took that picture, gave it to you and then their friends... Um, you know, basically paid for the painting. And so now that couple has a, a, a totally unique gift um, yeah. to capture yeah. that I, moment. Again, just, you know, I just, I, I'm just so fortunate to be doing what I'm doing and to be able to capture some of these big moments and that people consider the value that a custom piece of art has when they're wanting something unique to commemorate something for their friends or family or um, I've had spouses that have hired me to do something, you know, for their, for their new spouse uh, for the holidays or an anniversary present, you know, so they surprise. Sometimes I've got a guy that's wanting to surprise his future spouse 
um, with the live painting, you know, so sometimes like a, a fiance is planning this and wanting to surprise their spouse at the wedding or reception with a live painter. I mean, that makes me a little bit nervous, you know, because there's a lot of tension sometimes around planning a wedding. And if you don't know that a live painter is going to be there and you show up, you're like, what is going on here? Sure. But yeah, it's fun. It's another fun element for sure. I'm open to it. What's the turnaround time on if someone want to, wanted to do like a commission type of work where they would send you a picture of, let's say, their wedding or their engagement or, you know, them as a couple? Right, right. Well, that, that varies too. I mean, I could say six hours. I could say same day. Oh, <laughs> but, wow. Um, <laughs> you know, just to make sure that I'm getting all the pieces in that you want it to be. There's a lot more thought sometimes that goes into those. and They want to make sure that usually I request up to, you know, 10 or 12 photos to capture an event. Um, and I want to make sure that we've got a chance to include all the specific people in there that they want to um, get the venue accurately represented, family members, that kind of thing. So sometimes, gosh, that range is two to four weeks to be on the safe side. Um, I like to over, what is that, under promise, over deliver, <laughs> um, you know, so. Now, is that something that's a little less expensive than uh, having you there live on site? It usually is. Yep. Yeah. It usually is. It's just working in a totally different type of environment um, and, and a lot more relaxed, you know, uh, environment for me to work in. And so, yeah, it's a little bit less of an, of an investment, but still you get that same wow factor. You still get that finished piece that you're proud to hang on your wall that really tells your story. Sure. So what's the weirdest or craziest thing you've ever painted? Oh my gosh. <laughs> These questions. Um, well, you've got one on your website that kind of was like, what? Somebody, you've got a, an LP gas tank, a, a, a natural gas tank. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Projects that are non canvas. Yeah. That was a, that's actually a wedding venue um, near mid Missouri. And they had a, they had a propane tank that was kind of right in the middle of, the backdrop of lots of photography so they wanted something painted on it and that was so we just did a field of wildflowers painted on the tank you know? <laughs> I got a good chuckle um, out of that one yeah yeah it's interesting though some people come to me and they've got somebody that's celebrating a milestone birthday or anniversary and they want a little bit of everything represented from that person's life so um, I feel like every project is so different and I'm so impressed with my clients and their vision and their trust in me again but they come to me with these crazy ideas and I mean, that's kind of a hard question to answer because every single one is so different. You know, one, one couple came to me and their mother, I believe, was celebrating her 80th birthday. She traveled all over the place um, with her then deceased husband. And so I got lots of landmarks from all these different places that she had traveled. And then there was like a ribbon that kind of wove in and out that on that ribbon was all the kids and grandkids' names and dates of their birth and that type of thing. So oh, cool. sometimes there's that. Sometimes it's a homestead that you know, people go junking or antiquing and they collect all these crazy things for yard art and that's what they want painted in. Um, some people have livestock that they consider pets and that's what they want, making sure that they paint it in. So, so it looks like the recipient of the finished piece is interacting with that pony or whatever it is. Sure. Um, every single one, I don't know, every single one just has something about it that just is a creative challenge and keeps it new and fresh for me. Well, I would encourage our listeners to go to your website and take a look at, at your art that you've got posted there um, because just looking at all the different weddings and receptions that you've got on there, everyone is uniquely different. 
And you could just sit and look at each one for several minutes, trying to take it all in and look at all of the different things. And like you, you like you said earlier, couples go back and look at this and kind of see something different the next time they look at it. So, right, right. Social media is more current than my website. Um, It's just kind of the way the world is right now. You know, you can finish something and within minutes it's it's there and ready to be seen. So my Instagram or Facebook is is certainly more current, but the website is definitely where I've got some pieces with a little more detail, I guess, so that you can actually see the size, see the venue where this was happening. You know, maybe you're picking a venue because it looks great and you're painting for your wedding, Um, but there's a lot more detail probably on on the website. Now, you're based out of Columbia, Missouri, but you'll travel all over. Um, Right. Right. How yeah. can couples that want to learn more about your service get in contact with you? And, you know, we had just kind of started talking briefly about seeing your work. Um, right. Tell them what is the best way to get in sure. touch with you. Yeah. Uh, messages on, on Instagram or Facebook. That totally works. My handle is two rooster artistry. That's T O O R O O S T E R artistry um, on Facebook or Instagram. And then my email address which is a little bit lengthy, but it's two rooster artistry at gmail.com. <laughs> now, so social media is usually working best. Okay. And I assume your, your phone number is on there as well. And we'll put all that information in the show notes so right, that yeah. it makes it easy for our listeners to see. Um, and I think the question maybe you've got, got kind of covered up initially whenever I, uh, when we first started talking, but where did that name two rooster come from? Yeah, I got to work on this story. Um, <laughs> the truth is I'm in the middle of three creative kids. And so each of my siblings are super creative. So my brother and I were doing a reupholstery project, you know, one day and we got up, started early. We were all fired up, had our ideas ready to go, our plans set, went and got coffee, came back, didn't have the right set of materials. We had to go back out while we were out, got more coffee, got more supplies, went back. Oh, needed more materials. Ran out of something. Go back out. Go get more coffee. Go get more supplies. So we were over-caffeinated probably, just slap happy, you know, by 2 or 3 in the afternoon. That was some, like, victorious phrase that he came up with that was like, this is too rooster. There was that. There was a couple other profanity phrases that we (laughs) opted not to use. This was eight or ten years ago, probably. So it's just one of those inside joke things, silly things that just kind of kept coming up. My sister is a graphic designer, so she got sick of hearing this phrase over and over. She's like, finally, let's get you a visual to go along with that. So she's responsible for the visuals and, and the paisley junkie. So that's part of my logo. I just love that look and the colors and everything. So like it or not, that's what it is. Tumor Star Artistry for the time being. <laughs> that's awesome. So again, listeners, it's T O O. R-O-O-S-T-E-R, artistry, a two rooster. All right. So, Cindy, I'm going to ask you the magic question we ask all of our guests at the end of every episode. Uh, You've got a couple who has uh, got you under contract, and they say, hey, Cindy, we've got guests coming from out of town. Where's a place in St. Louis that you suggest that we should send them to so they can capture the essence of our city or, you know, the St. Louis region? Where's, Where's a place that you would suggest? A visual? Is that what you're, I mean, a good visual, just to experience the... Anywhere. It could be a, a, a restaurant. It could be a, a location. Any place to uh, send it's those so out of guests. I'm, I'm, I'm an amateur foodie, but oh, that's so hard. Of course, the hill, you know, Ted Drew's is, is legendary. Uh, Forest Park, of course, is one of my favorites. A beautiful art museum and just that landscape around there and all the different venues that, that Forest Park has. Um, and makes a great wedding painting. Sure. <laughs> and then of course, downtown. So. 
that that works. You know, with the arch and the river, I love all that too. So they can send them to the hill for dinner, Ted Drew's for dessert, and go have it at Art Hill. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Well, again, Cindy, thanks for joining us on the the podcast. And listeners, we will will be putting all of her contact information in the show notes uh, for you to be able to reach out to her as well as take a look at some of the images on her site of paintings that she has done. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to be updated when new episodes drop. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook page and submit any questions or suggested topics for future episodes. I'm Chris McMahon from McMusic Events. And until next time, we hope you're having fun planning the best wedding in the St. Louis area.